Hello and welcome to Veganism Simplified. I am your host, Anna Miller, and today's topic is going to be all about the next pandemic. I'd just like to start off by thanking Plant-Based News for this incredible article. It was named 400,000 ducks sent to be killed following bird flu outbreak in France. Let's start off by just discussing how did this all come about. So the reason as to why these ducks were being killed, it was out of the fear that that the bird flu strain would spread across the country. We're looking at more than 100 outbreaks in the path of the pathogen H5N8 spreading since it was last reported one month ago. Now let's discuss how many animals were slaughtered. Did you know that around 350,000 ducks have already been slaughtered since Christmas Eve? Now a further 400,000 are set to have the same fate. In a recent report that The Guardian published, a foie gras producer described the situation as out of control and another claimed it was very, very contagious. Our next topic is going to be about bird flu in the UK. So data from the NHS states that no humans have been infected by the H5N8 strain of bird flu in the UK. In some rare cases, it, it has been found to affect humans. Let's discuss foie gras production and the ban. The way that foie gras is made is an absolute horror show. To make this pate, they shove metal pipes down individuals' throats in order to force feed them. Many countries have banned this practice, including the UK. So they've banned the production in the UK, but not importation, which doesn't make any sense because we can still essentially get it. Turkey, Australia, parts of the USA, Poland, Belgium and India. The next topic I'd like to discuss is why it's more important now than ever to go vegan. So with this pandemic being something that came from the practices within the animal slaughtering industries, this should be brought to our attention, not only because it's inexcusable to kill animals for food, but it's our responsibility to do what is right if we know how to achieve a better reality. We're also seeing climate change getting so much worse. And with Oxford University recently publishing a study that suggests just by cutting meat and dairy out of your diet, you could reduce your carbon footprint from food alone up to a whopping 73%. That's a staggering amount of impact that you could make just out of, do- out of adopting a vegan lifestyle. Did you know that the UN's Food and Agriculture Organisation estimates that the meat industry alone generates nearly one-fifth of human-made gas emissions. The next topic I'm going to discuss is zoonotic diseases and why we have them. Animals have pathogens that affect humans directly through contact with either wild or domestic animals. We have something called an intermediate host, which is the host in between us getting the coronavirus, for example, and the cause. Coronaviruses are a large family of virus that affect both birds and mammals. We have seen the SARS epidemic that ran from 2002 to 2003 that came from bats, but then the virus hopped to civets, which is 
a small nocturnal little animal. Now, through the extensive research, expert have con- experts have concluded that the scaly anteating pangolin was the prime suspect. Now we're seeing new variants of the virus because it's mutated. Our next topic is going to be how haven't we learned from our mistakes? So we were given a fair warning that humankind has an utterly gluttonous appetite and with that comes the repercussion of a lifetime. I want this to change and I also want us to put in global systems that considers all animals on earth, both human and non-human alike. If we are to take if we are to truly tackle the coronavirus in the most effective way possible. Just start now by thinking about the ways that animals serve us when they do not need to. Let's talk all about the possibility of another pandemic. So I have briefly gone over the possibility of another pandemic due to our use of animals previously in the podcast. I'd like to further explain that now. Each year, the World Health Organisation reviews the largest list of pathogens that could cause a public health emergency. From this information, they decide which ones to prioritise with their limited resources. We can see evidence of this, with the elderly being the first to test the new Pfizer vaccine alongside other vulnerable groups in society. In regards to the swine flu epidemic in 2009, a massive collaboration has been taking place across 2,500 European pig farms. They sampled more than 18,000 individual pigs in order to understand if there are any threats that may occur. Now with these pigs that have been sampled, they live in truly squalid conditions. We must remind ourselves of why the animals are there to begin with. They are there because people create the demand for their dead bodies on their plates. Animals are raised in disgusting, inexcusable conditions. They're all bunched together, regardless of what the label says on the packet. We simply cannot go on any longer this way and expect to put the horrors of the future as well as the, the present pandemic behind us. We must wake up because it's not just our lives we're ruining. I'd like to talk about the power in you. This is something I love to bring up because it's so divinely true. I cannot emphasise enough how important it is that in order for us to start seeing a world in which we can all live and see more normality come back into play, then we must do what's right by completely excluding animal secretions and bodies from our diets. This is the pathway to a more sustainable future. Our next topic of discussion is going to be all about the problem in the system. Not acting soon enough, we are made to be oblivious. So I went over to the gov.uk website and managed to find a comprehensive list of zoonotic diseases that are found in the UK alone. Now just bear in mind that these diseases aren't just exclusive to the UK and can take place anywhere. The government site was updated on the 21st of January 2019. Therefore, it didn't reference the coronavirus and its causal links towards using animals. However, 
Out of all the zoonotic diseases that were, fa- that were mentioned, these were just some of them alongside their carriers. We've got anthrax, which was passed from farm animals, wild animals and the environment through direct contact, indigestion, sorry, ingestion and inhalation. We, ho- we also have the animal influenza, which is direct contact passed from chickens and ducks. Our next one is avian influenza, which is direct contact and passed from cows. Our next one is bovine tuberculosis, which is passed from unpasteurised milk, exposure to tuberculosis in animals. And it's passed from chickens and other animals. So our next one is Campylobacterus. Ooh, that's quite a difficult one. Campylobacterus. I honestly, I cannot pronounce that one. It's a Campylobacter one. So it's through direct animal contact and raw meat alongside milk. Our next one is Strepilococcal sepsis, which is direct contact and meat. Passed from chickens and animal and other animals. Salmonellosis. Salmonellosis. Salmonellosis, I think that is how you pronounce it. It's through di- so we get this through di- direct animal contact through raw meat and other raw foods. Listerosis is the last one, and it's come from dairy produce and meat. That's it for today's podcast. I'd just like to thank you so much for tuning in. Take care.